3: Our number two of primetime action here on VEASAN, VEASAN.com. Matt Brown, Jeff Parles, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Braves just want to keep hitting, scoring runs. We'll get to updates here in just a second, but we do have some first pitches coming, so in case you want to get in. On the White Sox and the Rangers, Dylan Cease for the White Sox, Glenn Otto for the Rangers, minus 190 for the White Sox on the road as favorites, plus 160. On the Rangers at home as underdogs, 7.5. The total there. Pirates and the Orioles. Mitch Keller for the Pirates. Dean Creamer for the Orioles. We're hoping an 8.05 start here. It's sort of delayed from a little bit earlier. Minus 150 on the Orioles, plus 130 on the Pirates as underdogs. 8.5 is the total. 8.10 Eastern Reds and Brewers. Robert Duggar, Eric Lauer, Lauer and the Brewers, two minus 230 home favorites. If you want Duggar and the Reds on the road as underdogs plus 195, 8.5 the total. 810 Eastern Blue Jays and Twins. Tyler Molly making his debut there for the Twins. Jose Barrios for the Blue Jays. He is a minus 120 road favorite. If you want Molly and the Twins at home as underdogs, you can get about even money. Red Sox and Royals also at 810 Eastern. That's Josh Winkowski versus Zach Grinke. About a coin flip, slightly shaded towards the Red Sox. Nine and a half is the total. 815 Eastern, Yankees and the Cardinals. Nestor Cortez for the Yankees, Dakota Hudson for the Cardinals. The Yankees are minus 165 road favorites here over the Cardinals. Hudson and the Cardinals are plus 140 home underdogs. Eight and a half is your total in that one looking up and down these starting lineups here Jeff the only thing that really stands out to me as far as anything that I'm like oh, okay maybe that's a little bit a little bit different uh the blue jays Whitmerfield leading off for them tonight so they are going to they're going to th- hope that he can get that that bat back that he had a couple of seasons ago for the royals cuz they're going to they're going to stick him in the leadoff slot tonight and see what happens
4: by the way, uh, quick quick update uh, here uh, before we, we get mm. to uh, to that. By the way, that trade, definitely fun. The Merrifield, the, the Blue Jays trade. I, I think everyone knows why uh, I'm saying that. Speaking of trade acquisitions, how about Trey Mancini tonight so far? Solo home run in the second. Salami time oh. in Cleveland. If Isaiah bet the uh, no grand slam, he's uh, toast tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, First career grand slam for Mancini. Two home runs and as many at-bats tonight. Houston pouring it on 6-1. It'd be nice if the Orioles actually played that game and actually won so I could actually win a bet. That would be very nice. that would be good. Yeah, so uh, big bopper there for Mancini. By the way, Astros now minus 2,500, Matt. I would. Six and a half on a run
3: line. I would imagine that they were pretty close to – to that, yeah, I mean, listen, this Blue, this Blue Jays team, I think, is just trying to figure out, you know, try to get a spark here, figure out if he's, you know, Merrifield is is a guy that runs as well. He wasn't running as much this year as he has in years past. And the Blue Jays as a whole, as a team, are a little bit more conservative and don't steal a lot of bases. But you got to think that you know they're going to try to do something to to ignite that team because they're just they, the offense is so inconsistent there for them. So Merrifield, Guerrero, Gurriel, Hernandez, Bichette, Chapman tonight for toronto kelly let's uh, let's run through the scores here there are a lot of games that are out of hand but maybe yeah. we can find something worth uh worth betting
2: phillies up on the nationals four to nothing that game in the bottom of the third inning you can lay minus 2100 on the money line with the phillies if you're into that sort of thing 10 to 1 on the nats live nine and a half Your live total. You could also take five and a half runs at minus 140 with the Nationals. Uh, Let's see. Braves with that eight to nothing lead. That game just in the bottom of the second inning. Mets are 13 to one live. 14 and a half is your live total. Astros six, Guardians one, bottom of the third. Uh, You can get 12 to one live on the Guardians on the money line. 12 and a half is your live total. And the Tigers with a 3-0 lead over the Rays, top of the third. Tigers minus 290 live on the money line, plus 245 on the Rays, 9.5. Your live total. Two-run shot for the Tigers there by Riley Green,
3: uh, one of the very top prospects in all of baseball, just 21 years old up for the Tigers and uh, coming off of a little bit of an injury situation for him. The Tigers team's not going to get there this year, Jeff. They do have a lot of young talent in that organization, Green being one of the very top ones there. So maybe there's some 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 brightness down the road there for the Tigers. And, uh, again, he he goes uh, deep tonight and just 21 years old leading off for the Tigers.
4: You want some fun with numbers real quick? Let's do it. The Washington Nationals, who are very bad at baseball this they year. They are. True. Against- Against the National League east, Matt they are eight and forty eight in division hmm. eight and forty eight heading for eight and forty nine tonight
2: in a division with a team named the Marlins that's not great eight and forty eight these are over five hundred
4: against everyone else though. <laughs> I mean there's that. <laughs> so let's uh that is let's look at the, yeah, yeah,
3: let's look at the uh let's look at the bright side of things, right? I mean that's Yeah, that's the bright side. That would be the bright side. Man, you look at this Orioles squad now, and if Mancini is gonna
4: produce for them Or the uh, Astros. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean yeah, Astros. I mean, good gracious. This, that was this a perfect
4: team. acquisition. They they yeah. really had and again to me they were they're still the team to beat in baseball, period, even before the trade deadline. The acquisitions they made, the Vasquez pickup and then that mancini pickup. I mean, what a perfect fit in Houston he is. He doesn't have to play the field at all. Got the Crawford boxes when he's yeah. at home. I mean, what what a perfect fit he is for Houston. It we makes- did this
2: last night, Jeff. What what are the what are the Parl's power rankings in major league baseball right now? One through five. One through five. Astros are one. Okay. Astros
4: are one. The and then it basically after one, if you did two through five in any order. I wouldn't have any problem. Okay. I currently what have the, those Dodger, teams? the Dodgers slightly ahead of the Mets, slightly ahead of the Braves, slightly ahead of the Yankees. Okay. That's no Padres I, in
3: there. No Padres for me. I don't no like
4: start I don't like their starting pitching. Okay. I, in comparison to those other mm-hmm. teams, everyone else is even with the issues for the Dodgers, Dodgers are just better than the Padres anyway still. But the Mets starters much better than San Diego, same with Atlanta and even with the Yankees issues and the rotation, their rotation's better than San Diego still. San Diego's going to be next year's the year for the Padres. Oh, go yeah, out, yeah, go yeah. get another, go get another a top of the line starter behind Musgrove and Darvish, probably behind Musgrove and ahead of Darvish. You're really cooking then.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's some upside for them if Clevenger is gets gets all the way back. And it seems like at least from these early start early starts for him that he. Could be on you know all the way back here, and if that's the case, it's a pretty good one-two punch with Musgrove and and Clevenger. It's just that third one when you get into the playoffs. Is it is it Mania? Is it Darvish? You know who is it? Who's the guy that you actually trust to go out there and probably has to be and, Darvish. and get it done? You know that's the only kind of problem with them right now. The only thing the Astros, you look down and for whatever reason, Dusty Baker just continues to bet. Uri Guriel at the top of the lineup despite the fact that he is having a very mediocre season and it's just like you look at these things and it's these old school coaches that are not going to change their ways and they're going to continue to do things their way no matter what and it's like you look at Mancini down there sitting in that five hole and you just wonder wouldn't it be much better if it went Altuve, Bregman, Mancini, Alvarez as opposed to Guriel hitting in the two hole but hey again I've never managed a day in my
4: life. Yeah, Gurriel yeah, with a sub-700 OPS yeah. batting second. That's yeah. not what you want. In a lineup like this? In line- I don't know. On any lineup, yeah. you don't want that, but in this lineup yeah. especially.
3: It just, I, I just, it's, it's mind-boggling to me, but hey, look, again, I've never managed a day in my life, so what do I know? What do I know, Kelly Bidlin?
2: Oh, you know a few things. I don't know much. It's just not about managing baseball, no. <laughs> yeah, there's,
3: I, guess, I guess we can go there. I don't know much about managing baseball. Uh, apparently, tons of Tons of brawls in 49er practice, guys. Ooh. I even skipped spicy. Over. I skipped over that.
2: Like, isn't there a story like this every training camp? And does it ever matter ever?
3: Well, the only time it does matter is if someone's stupid enough to close punch a helmet. And
2: oh, is day, that what that, happened that, to that
3: that? There was there was oh, okay. no one did yet, but they were there were the beat writers were saying people were like Closed fist punching helmets and stuff, it's and a bad it's idea, like, guys. what are okay. you doing? It's a bad okay. idea, guys. Yeah.
2: F- fair response, Matt, because every year we see that at least once in in an NFL yeah. game, and we're always like, "What are you doing?" The other person's wearing a helmet. You've been playing this game for twenty years. Why do you keep doing this? Yeah, so I'm with you. I'm with the, you. Uh,
3: the prime the, the, kids the, don't punch a person in a helmet. The prime one, apparently. Uh, Fred Warner versus Brandon Ayuk was the. Uh, uh, yes, was, I did read about yeah, that. So the, it, the,
2: it, it, apparently, it was Ayuk really squaring up with Fred Warner. And you're yeah. like what are you doing, dude? What yeah. are you doing, dude? Why would Ayuk do that? So he's he's very. <laughs> Even I don't think Warner would be able to
3: catch hey, him. You want to know why? You want to know why? He's fiery. He's competitive. He's extremely he's, confident. He's, he's extremely confident. confident. He's uh, whatever. You know all these all the things that people are going to say. All the adjectives. Yeah, all the stuff <laughs> that like o- an old school football coach would be like. You know, I don't really like it, but. I love the passion. I love like, the intensity. Uh, yeah, I love the intensity out there, you know? Yeah, but here's the thing, is when you throw punches, and if you throw a punch in a game, you automatically get ejected. So right. maybe don't throw punches in practice to where you might, like, have that trigger reaction to throw Which, a punch in a game.
2: I believe that was Shanahan's whole point of being upset today, right? Where he was like, I just can't have people getting ejected from games. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That's you're, fair. You're like...
3: Fair, fair
2: because yes you don't want guys <laughs> don't getting want ejected from games awesome. so winning games go down when your players get ejected
4: yes
3: this is a a, a hundred percent on the on the fact of yeah. that one so you,
4: you know I, yeah. I, I don't take a lot from training camp things mm-hmm. unless if someone is either outrageously good or outrageously terrible yeah. this is the one weird one especially with, the, with what you said before with Stafford's baseball like elbow injury mm-hmm there are a lot more eyeballs than there usually should be on a training camp at San Francisco. Because if Trey Lance at least looks somewhat competent in that training camp, then you really got to start thinking, okay, if this Stafford injury is really serious, who can possibly dethrone the Rams? And I don't like Arizona. Seattle stinks. So San Francisco is the logical OK team to dethrone them. But it all depends on a guy that we know nothing about at the NFL level.
3: And if we keep hearing this stuff, guys, at what point do the Bills in week one as just a two point favorite become a buy? Because if, if Stafford officially gets ruled out, that's going to the other side of a field goal. And and you can get two right now on the Bills. I don't know if it's a speculative oh, that, bet or Oh, John Wolford
2: on opening I mean, night. That'll flip six points.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be north of field goal. So something to think about as well. We continue thirty-two teams and thirty-two shows. Giants coming back.
1: Offer valid on select AK Systems, that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Back on primetime action here on Vison. Matt, Jeff, Kelly, and Kelly with some, uh, some news here coming through, and again, we just we we saw that it was imminent, and apparently, we have an actual timeline now. And if if you have bets out there, or if you're just a fan, certainly something you want to hear.
2: Yeah, this is from uh, Dennis Lynn, who writes uh, about the Padres for the Athletic, my personal favorite Padres writer. Uh, he tweets: Fernando Tart- Tatis Jr. rehab assignment with Double A San Antonio will begin tomorrow or Sunday. Bob Melvin said. While in San Antonio, he's expected to play shortstop, center field, and DH. Doing
3: it all, oh. uh, okay.
2: All Center right. field's
4: interesting.
3: Center field is certainly certainly interesting for them. I think that we're in a, uh, I think we're in one of the. Oh, did he? Oh, Harris just nailed him at the plate. So, so,
4: so I guess so. I got a question for you here, Matt. Ooh. Because 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 rookie to year markets have Strider as odds mm. on for the most part. Why? I know. Why is why is that not as close with Harris? who has been, again, plays every day. I know they're, they're stashing him at the back end of the lineup, yeah. but every time you watch the kid play, it feels like he does something cool or fun Whoa, or really. incredible. We just watched an opposite, an opposite field
3: bomb and, a, I mean, just a complete hose from center field right there to uh, – to to get one of the Mets runners at home plate, and I, I they at least had to have plated one, right? Yeah, Larn. it's 8-1. Yeah. Very
4: yeah. weird send by Joey Cora there. Considering Harris down, got down, got clocked at 101 miles an
3: hour from well, the outfield earlier this well, year. Well, and not only
4: that, too. You're, if the base is loading you, Marte coming up, yeah. you could... You get you get that to eight four yeah. all of a sudden that that could, yes. could get interesting with a- Anderson yeah. all over the yeah. map at the end of that inning.
3: Yeah, let's run on the kid that throws hundred and one from center. Like that seems like a good <laughs> I- that seems like a good idea. All right, so we're going to continue on here. Thirty two teams in thirty two shows. Play that sound. Oh yeah,
2: Friday, Friday, Friday. Time for the NFC least
3: New York Giants. If we were if we were two for one tickets to your to your um, Monster Truck Rally, what does a two-for-one ticket cost to the to the Monster Truck
2: Rally? Oh, uh, Monster Truck Rally, $32. That gets you two free beers. That gets you two hot dogs and prime seating. See, from for where Monster where Truck from, Rally. That works.
3: Here, if it was here, that's going to be 70, $75 plus, right? $80? $80? 80,
2: 80,
4: 80 I just want the free hot dog. $83. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, <laughs> was hot frozen rope from center. Yes. I mean, he it wasn't even
4: close. No, it was a great throw by Harris. Though, oh my Myers. gosh. So, 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 uh. so, uh, the New York football giants, huh? Four and 13
3: last season for the New York football giants. They were last in the NFC East, and that was them missing the playoffs for the fifth consecutive season. Now, if you were to look and say, hey, is there anything to be excited about? They do bring in Brian Dayball as their new head coach. Of course, we know. Brian Dayball with an incredible amount of success in Buffalo as their offensive coordinator. They bring in Mike Kafka as their new offensive coordinator. He was in Kansas city coaching a pretty good quarterback by the name of Patrick Mahomes. Co- coaching staff
2: is already worth like one and a half wins.
3: Like, oh, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you, you consider, uh, consider what he did in Kansas city to be good, but I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. He's Not okay. Yeah.
4: He's okay at yeah. this quarterback thing. And I think Kelly just made a very astute point. We know absolutely nothing about this coaching staff with Dable as a head coach and Kafka as an OC, uh, and but we do get Wink Martindale. We get a, we get a good very oh Wink good
2: Martindale deal. too. At least one and a half no, uh,
4: wins, it, if not more. You you at least are getting rid of a coaching staff that ended up being, and it's so weird because in year one in, for Judge. By the end of the year, you actually kind of felt pretty good about where things were going with the Giants. They nearly won a division with six wins. Again, a joke, right. but at least they were playing better. At least they were competitive. And then by the end of the last year, they're running QB sneaks on third and 17 from their own five. We were all – we were all – you know, we were scratching
3: our head when Wink Martindale got let go. Yeah. And so I think this is a – you know, as good a hire as they could possibly oh, make great. here for, for the Giants. And if you look at this coaching staff, the way that the NFL is evolving – I at least this look this could fall flat on its face there's no like I, I I we've seen it time and time again we've seen guys be unbelievably awesome coordinators and then when they have to take that next step it's just a totally different ball game they hadn't been able to equal that success that they had as a coordinator with being a head coach that said I am okay with what the Giants are trying here and not coming in with some retread, some guy that's been there, done that, and we know what what he's all about. At least we do have a guy that has come in. We know he has worked, yes, we can give Jordan Palmer some of the credit as well, but we know that he has worked with the, that quarterback situation in Buffalo, made Mitch Trubisky and Josh Allen starting quarter like good. Well, Josh Allen a top tier starting quarterback. Mitch Trubisky got him another starting job in the NFL, so he was able to work with those guys and get those guys where they're at. And and again, this could fall flat on its face, but I do at least like the Giants stepping outside of the box and saying, "Hey, let's go get this guy that we think could be special."
4: Yeah, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do when you hire a head coach. Especially when, let's face it, this run that the Giants are on, this doesn't happen to this franchise. They don't go a decade without a playoff win. They don't go five years without making the playoffs. And that's what they've been. Them and the Jets, again, we have it has been the talking point of talking points in New York for the last five years now of how pathetic those two franchises have been. Jets haven't been in the playoffs uh since 2010. Giants, of mm-hmm. course, uh the the boat year was the last yeah. time that they were in the postseason. So look, you're 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 in a scenario here where if you're the Giants, of course go hire the GM from Buffalo and hire a guy who we think can be a good head coach in this league. Again, we don't know. There were guys who we thought were going to be great NFL head coaches who stunk, and guys who we thought were horrible hires who ended up being really darn good. So, it it is one of those. When you you look at this roster, though, Matt, they, they... the guys that left, I mean, the guys like, that left don't really move the needle. I mean, Bradbury kind of does, but they just flat out cut him for cap Yeah, I mean,
3: Evan Ingram's gone. He never lived up Couldn't to stay to the hype. James Bradbury's gone. Austin Johnson's gone. You got Jabril Peppers, who's gone as well. So he's out of there. Nate Solder, no longer there at left tackle, so he he's gone as well. Will Hernandez, the right guard, he's out of town. Logan Ryan, at safety. Also gone for this team, but on the other side, I mean, look, they brought in a, they brought in a solid backup. If you think that this team could actually compete for anything in the East, should Daniel Jones go to, they brought in Tyrod Taylor, who we know has a ton of starting experience, who has a ton of experience in this league to where if they are, Hey, look, let's say they're, we're sitting here in week 12, 13, and they're, and they're competing with the Cowboys for, for the division. Tyrod Taylor would be a, a pretty good option if something happened to your to your guy. So yeah, absolutely, you know, yeah. I, Mark Glowinski in at right guard. I mean, like, listen, that, that's a pretty good signing for them as well. Justin Ellis on the defensive line they brought in as well. So I mean, it, it's not a ton of guys coming in for for them, but um, you know, I think the the at least the backup signing there, and it, I, I think that the right guard signing is pretty good.
2: To, uh, just to jump in real quick, uh, two notes. Uh, just coming across Twitter that Jeff Parles will will like. Uh, Matt Carpenter receives a timed 45 second ah, standing over. ovation. Oh, actually way over the number. What, I over. actually, you know what? You know what? I'll be honest with you, Kelly. That's from Katie Wu who writes for about K- the Cardinals. K- for K- the Kelly,
4: I'll be honest with you. I actually am
2: pretty proud of my 38 and a half. Yep, that no, was a good. Was, number. That was not a terrible number. number. Also from Kevin Roth, he says Baltimore weather will be clearing here. That start time has been slotted for 8:35 Eastern. He says they look good to go. Okay. There you go. Your parlay is live. Parlay just, win is the, live. just win the game. Yes. <laughs> just
3: win the game. Parlay is live. Now, in the draft, they had two first round picks. As you know, there were several teams that had two first round picks. So, with the number five overall pick, they took Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end, a guy that for the longest time was in high consideration to go number one. Overall in the draft, they get him at number five. They get Evan Neal with the seventh pick an offensive tackle. So they get a tackle they, to bolster the offensive line for Daniel Jones. You get a, a really good defensive end in Kayvon Thibodeau. You come back in the second round. You knew that there was at least some need at the wide receiver position as well. They do take Wandell Robinson in the second round at wide receiver. In the third round, they take another offensive guard and then a cornerback as well in the third. All of these guys are going to see significant playing time. All of these guys are going to get a lot of reps. And I think that, you know, listen from a draft perspective, we know that there were some winners and losers and certainly the teams that certainly the teams that had two first round picks, there were a lot of those that we considered winners when coming out of the draft. But Jeff, I mean, when you look Getting Kayvon Thibodeau at pick five—that again, you know, midway through the college season was the guy that was supposed to go number one overall. You get Evan Neal, a guy that might be your ten-year starting tackle for for this team, and then you come back and you get a guy that a little bit of upside, and Wondell Robinson at
4: wide receiver in the second round. I, I overall, you know, I give it a thumbs up. Matt, they took two guys at five and seven who at one point or another were Mm -hmm. the favorite to go number one in the betting markets. Mm -hmm. That's pretty darn good. By by the Giants. Look, I thought their draft was great. Uh, they did exactly what they needed to do. They got the pass rusher they've desperately needed, and they got offensive line help, which they desperately needed. Again, their offseason offseason, all things put together, was pretty darn good. Again, it's, it's going to come down yeah. to number eight. Is Daniel Jones even competent?
3: We'll talk about that. What kind of offensive line is he going to be working behind? We'll see that receiving core. Where do these positional units rank up, and what do the projections say about the New York football giants here on the other side? Primetime action coming back on a Friday. The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a Visa All Access subscriber. So you've got to sign up early for a discounted $175. You'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with a full Visa Access all the way through the Super Bowl you can join us for 40 bucks a month, but that's not the way to do it. Go all in. That's what we do here. But you can. 40 bucks a month. And you can see everything that we have to offer as well. Go to vsun.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. And here is the thing. And this is an unpaid promotion. Oh. Yes. Wow. Endo- a full endorsement of this thing. Even if you think – you know everything about college football, or you think that you know everything about college football betting, and you're like, you know what, I don't need X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. Let me tell you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. It will still save you time, and time, as they say, is money, Jeff, and so you can save time so it is worth the money to pay for this because you will spend hours and hours and hours and hours doing all of this unnecessary research in which this just lets you get down to the nitty-gritty. Now you can start cutting in, and this is going to save you all of that time, and I'm tr- I'm trusting in you to make the
2: right decision. I, I I, I'll keep saying what I've been saying, Matt. Let Wes Reynolds do the work for you. <laughs> you, you don't need to do it. Let Wes Reynolds do the work for you. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Wes would love hearing that. <laughs> Yeah, it would be definitely. It would definitely. Hey, Wes's golf articles every week are a must-read. I look at them every week because he always dives deeper than almost any person I've I've ever met on this planet. And Matt, it's always one or two things out of his golf article I I take away every week, no matter what else I've, I've done my own research or read other people's. He dives deep, man, and with the college football, he's right there. Adam Burke uh, writing up a ton of great team previews. Adam Kramer's articles in in the college football guide I thought were fantastic. Uh, Head to YouTube. We've got all the guests that we've had on all week uh, on our show talking about the college football guide and the articles that they have written.
4: By the way, very important news involving Wes Reynolds. Uh, We are the Parles-Reynolds tandem of NFL contests running it back again. Oh, big announcement. Big, big, announcement. announcement. Big, big announcement. Back back at Circa
2: and in Westgate for you, too? To be determined because, again, oh,
4: well, this okay. year we have to see how many entries are going to be in Circa because that field that at some point becomes too inundated, becomes too hard to even, well, yeah. even – even with the quarterly yeah. contest, it becomes very, very difficult. You have to not only be great at your handicapping – you need yeah. the variance to be great for th- you.
3: Listen, this is a, also unpaid, unsolicited advice here. This is why the payout structure should be announced after the registrations is is over. Because I, I you pay like out, that. Yes. Because you pay out. like that. Because you pay out to, based off based, based off, off how of many number have. of entries. So I agree that, with That's you. that's how deep you go. Like that's how you know how deep that you pay out. So. I'm I'm with you on that. Like there might be there might be value in one or the other right. of the contest depending on it, you know the number of entries.
4: It really will depend on how many entries are in which because you have a better chance of mm. cashing in the one that has less entries.
2: And I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me right now, but at least last time I checked a few days ago, it looked like we were in the exact same spot with the circuit contest that we were last year, basically where. Okay, we're a few weeks away. It looks like there's this massive overlay, but then Won't we happen. know everybody's going to submit in the last week week and a half before the
4: NFL season Ke- actually Kelly, starts. Kelly, that that current 5.1 million dollar overlay will not exist
2: in right. 3 weeks. You would think so. This yeah. po- this, this, I me, mean, this contest I has become so popular. Those yeah. guys have have done a great job with it. You know, even though yes, I think we, there's some tweaks we I will we have make, but yeah.
3: one entry and one or the other and I think I'm just going to max out the survivor. It's kind of what I've decided this year. I'll try to get past don't a week have a one. Yeah. No problem with that, man.
2: Yeah, no problem. Did you have in week one again last Vikings. year? Vikings. Vikings. Hey, more Vikings love. Let's yep. go Vikings week one again this year. Hey, you know a hey, out in,
4: in retrospect, that's even better because you went on with a road team against the team that almost won the whole thing in here's week one. The,
3: here's How great the, is that in retrospect? Here's 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 the, here's the thing. I'm probably going to go all in again in week one. I like it. Oh and, no! And, Please don't. And I, I, I'm just uh, that's kind of how I just I play these. I like. I mean, I want to like. Right. I want to blast through and no, have an I actual like chance. But, or, but
4: but who? Or just be
3: done. Or you're done
4: and you don't have to worry about it. Every week. But who's yeah. who's the team though?
3: Yeah, the, but, well, they're, that so, I don't, they're all that road. I don't.
4: All the big favorites are road teams in week one this year. <laughs> the Browns
2: Flash Panthers.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know you know you're not have have the fortitude and take the Jags. There we go. I might do. You know what? Who knows? Who knows where
3: I'm going to end up with all this? Uh, so Don't the Giants. Matt's fortitude, okay. Matt's fortitude. Uh, the Giants last year, <laughs> DVOA, they were 31st in the NFL. If you were wondering, that is second to last. They were the dead last offense, the 32nd rated DVOA offense in all of football, 18th in defense, 11th in special teams, which is the only thing that kept them out of being the worst team DVOA in all of the NFL. So they do proje- projections over football outsiders as well. Their mean projection for this team next year 6.6 wins. They have them winning 0 to 5 games 36% of the time, 6 to 8 games 43% of the time, 9 to 11 18% of the time and 12 or more only 3% of the time in all of their simulations. This team made the made the postseason in sixteen point four percent of them. So less than uh, one in every five Sims had this Giants team making the playoffs. I understand because you're probably there's probably a lot of priors factored into that, but you know. We can't really quantify what Dayball is going to be able to do. We can't really quantify what he's going to be able to do with Daniel Jones yeah. as well. So, I, I get it. You know, I understand. I I think they have a better than a 16% chance. Of I, the, I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, just yeah. look
4: at the schedule that they have. They they mm. have, they, they got the the fortune that they have a lot of winnable home games. Yeah. Against teams that aren't good. Like if that game against Carolina was in Charlotte, they would probably be a three and a half point underdog. Instead, they'll probably be favored. Actually, in that game against Carolina, Chicago, another home game, they should probably yeah. win. Houston, Detroit, the, the Commanders' games. And, and they, I'm glad you bring this up because yeah. it is
3: it is according to uh, according to Warren Sharp over Sharp Football, the easiest schedule. Yeah, entering the 2022 season,
4: out of any team in the NFL. I, the, it, Matt, I had the, I was going through this last night to, mm. to figure out with this. I had the Giants at, at eight wins. With mm-hmm. a lot of things going right. Right. Now, I don't think that would it shock me if the Giants ended up at 5 and 12? No. Right. Would it shock me if the Giants end up 8 and 9 like I have? No, absolutely not. Because that schedule, if things go right, and we're going to learn pretty quickly here, because week one of Tennessee, even though they might be, a, they're going to be a touchdown underdog on the road. Would it shock you one bit with a new head coach in his first game on the road against a team that is Way down from what they are were a year ago on paper, would it shock you if the Giants went to Nashville and won that game, oh, even as a touchdown underdog? No, I'm, it would not shock me one bit if that happened. Well, it
3: certainly wouldn't shock me because I'm way down on this Titans team, so it wouldn't shock me in the least bit. I think that they w- would are, are certainly live in that Week One, and you think that they're going to be live in Week Two against the Panthers as well, and then certainly against the Bears. So it is. It could be not live of, on Monday Night against yeah, Dallas in Week Three. It, it is not out of the realm of possibility they leave week 4 heading into week 5 going up to green bay at 3 and 1 i don't think that that is out of the realm of possibility no, no, for no. sure you know if you look at these range of outcomes i think that 3 and 1 is is certainly possible now if you look at these unit rankings the the offensive line 22nd overall according to warren over over at sharp football if you look at the front 7 on the defensive side of the ball 25th overall the real problem here for this giants team according to all of the preseason rankings is really going to be this secondary. So that is – and listen, in a passing league, that could come back to bite you. So you're looking here, Jeff, we're like, hey, I, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. But then you come back and you say, oh, but are they going to be able to get enough pressure on the quarterback to take yeah. some pressure off of this secondary? And if they aren't and there's a ton of pressure on this secondary – then at that point, we're going to start looking around and going, oh, boy, there's the Achilles heel. They can't cover anybody. And so even the bad teams, commanders, can are move throwing, the all, yeah, yeah. throwing all over the place on them.
4: Yeah, no, hey, look, there, there are, there's a reason that they're projected to finish last in the division mm. still. There are, there are plenty of – they're not going to catch the Eagles or the Cowboys. They're just not good enough yet, yeah. unless it hurts – Is so below expectations, even for me, who's someone who doesn't love Jalen Hurts as much as everyone else seemingly does. I think Jalen Hurts is a below-average starter. But that roster around him in Philly is so good that I don't think it matters. They're still going to win nine, maybe even ten games, even with average quarterback play. But the Giants can absolutely finish ahead of the Commanders. And I think the Commanders are one of the teams where their odds don't match up at all they're a five win team with Carson Wentz playing quarterback in more than half of their games. Uh so I, that that graphic we had before Giants to finish in third at plus 275, I don't mind that.
3: I might before things are all said and done take a flyer Or plus 225, sorry. take a flyer on them to win the division. I already have the Ooh. Eagles as I already have the Eagles as well, but I think that I think it is not out of out of the realm of possibility for them to put something together. I'm I'm just uh, I'll admit I'm a Brian Dayball stand. Like I am, I think the dude is, is super super sharp, and I think he's going to make a difference there for this team for sure. It's so, going to be an
4: improvement. I am a little bit
3: higher on this New York Football Giants team than most. Will I be right? Will I be wrong? Fortunately, you won't remember whenever the end of the season rolls around. Anyway, primetime action coming back.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share. Of $100,000 in total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at Victory Heineken. Beer made better, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. Responsibly. That's what we do here. Kelly, you know what we like here on this program? Facts that are fun. Oof.
2: Yeah, and I got, hear you've got one or one or two. We got a situation with a with a primetime action favorite. Oh no. And it's not Mount Castle, but it's a golf favorite, okay? Oh no. Update from the Wyndham Championship. If you're oh, sweating the cut, brother. like I am and Matt, I don't know what your golfers are set up uh, at, but I'm sweating this cut line. We have play has officially been suspended for the day. They will pick up round two at 6.45 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. There are still a couple groups left out on the course, and here's the situation. (laughs) The cut line is currently set at two under. Only one guy needs to move for that, that cut line to move back to one under. What we have right now, this will all come down to Austin Smotherman. That's right, the great Austin Smotherman. Smotherman, who's Smotherland, having a horrible round. Who, we br- who we, Yes, who we bring up constantly on the show. Mm. Having a horrible round currently, this is what we've got. He has a 12-foot putt for birdie to move the, the, the cut line back to two under. It was laid out, will be one under. If he misses that birdie putt in pars, it will settle at one under, where I have multiple guys at, so I'm really hoping Smotherman misses this putt. Smotherman. But we are we are, have a suspended round, but essentially comes down to one guy and one putt tomorrow morning at six forty-five AM Eastern. <laughs> That is, so you're that gonna is wake great. up.
3: So you're gonna wake up at 3:45 in the morning and wake watch up. this putt, right? Wake
2: up. It's gonna be like drinking responsibly till 3:45 a.m. I'm and, staying and, I mean, you're, and you're just gonna watch the Smotherman putt. putt and then you pass out. Yeah, let's then,
3: go. Yeah, I'm on Smotherman putt watch, <laughs> and then I'm just and then I'll pass out at 4 a.m. <laughs> That's right. After That's that,
2: right. hot like, tweets coming tonight.
3: Late hey, here's, here's the thing: you stay up until 3:45, and then they don't show the Smotherman putt. Is what's gonna happen? Oh yeah, I'll
2: be watching on my phone on like the horrible shot
3: tracker they have. And you're gonna be like, oh, okay, this is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine.
4: They didn't show the pot!
3: <laughs> What's going on? Oh, man. All right. All right. Let's go and let's talk a little bit of soccer. We talked soccer last night on this program. We're going to talk soccer again tonight on this program. We bring him in from ESPN over there. Dallin Cuff, you can find him on the Twitter machine, at Dallin Cuff, you're going to find him on Daily Wager as well. Dallin, thanks for joining us,
5: my man. Man, good to be with you guys. I like the responsibly not drinking until 345. I'm going to responsibly not drink tonight. Just so I can get up early to watch some Premier League soccer tomorrow. going to get it going. Big way to start the season. I'll just say this. I've had a rough couple of days. I think I can lay off the sauce is what we're working with right now.
0: There you go.
3: There you go. <laughs> well, well, Dallin, is, um, what time does the Premier League start? So would you be able to catch the Smotherman putt while you're, while you're awake? Are you, are you waking up that early?
5: No, not that early. Uh, I, mean, okay. I don't know if you All guys are right. talking East Coast time, but 7.30 Eastern time, Fulham will play oh, Liverpool. What will be the second game of the no. season. Obviously, Arsenal played today earlier with a good win over Chelsea uh, over Crystal Palace, too. 0
3: no. Yeah, the Smotherman putt will be way gone by then, so you'll you'll have missed yeah, it. Yeah, way gone. So, Dallas, let's, let's look at this. There are two teams, Man City and Liverpool, that are far above everybody else when it comes to the betting odds to win the whole thing. Man City right now over at DraftKings minus 165. Liverpool sitting at plus 250. Do you see a discernible difference between these two teams and then further, how much better are these two than everybody else?
5: Let's start with that second question first because it is it is a two-horse race. And that's something that Sebi said, but this league is the toughest league in the world without a doubt. It's the most competitive league. You know, any one of these teams, any either of those teams can lose to anybody in the league and you really can't you almost cannot say that with Bayern in Germany or PSG in France or, you know, at times, Barca and Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid in Spain. But here, in this league, you can't lose anybody that said. To be consistent enough, to win enough, and be able to stay on their level, nobody else is there. So it is those two teams. I don't know if you heard me when you said plus 250, because yesterday it was plus 200, at least in some of the books I was looking at. Uh, for who we have to use, we, we write stuff and do stuff for ESPN. Um, for plus 250... I just, I, I, there's not a big difference between these teams to play that type of price for Man City at minus 165 and not just have a value play with Liverpool. I just just don't get it, in all honesty. They're not that separated. I mean, Erling Haaland is probably one of the the best strikers in the world, the best young striker along with Kylian Mbappe. He comes over from Man City. But, Matt, they're going to change the way they play. So City's going to have to is playing differently. They lost guys that had played for them in recent, in last couple years, that were impactful. Alexander Zinchenko, and Gabriel Jesus are now with Arsenal. Um, they lost a couple other guys. They've replaced with good talent. We know that. But they're going to change the way they play. I think they're going to have some growing pains. It's not going to be some sort of, you know, just march to a title. And Liverpool's right there with them. And we saw it actually in the Community Shield last week, which a game is usually a friendly. That was a competitive game where both teams played, both teams got stuck in, and Liverpool won that match. I think this is going to be a tight race like we've seen the last couple of years down to the very, very end. And if you're going to give me plus 250, I will happily take that. Now, I would, one thing I caution all the people listening. The transfer window is not closed yet. That'll close the end of the month. Both these teams did a lot of their business early. I'm not sure they're going to change much. So in terms of the other things we're betting, top four, who gets relegated, who gets in the top six, there's still a lot of business that could be done in terms of actual rosters. These two teams are probably pretty set. And with that said, they are very close, in my opinion, and plus 250 is the way to go.
3: There it is. Liverpool putting in the account, Jeff. That's it. That's all I needed to hear. First soccer bet in like since the last World Cup for me. So there it is, boom. And so, so
4: then you're off until December. There it is. Yeah, there it is. I'm done. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll tune in in December. Uh, that, Dallin, uh, your you're one of your bets that you made preseason here was Arsenal top four. You got to be pretty happy with how they look today in a in a win against Crystal Palace.
5: Yeah, it's funny, that, it, Jeff. I'm, let's be. I think self awareness in our society is something we just lack. This is a bias, a little bias in this, guys. I've been an Arsenal fan for almost two decades. Okay, so I, I will say this. The reason I like the pick, though, does go back to their numbers. Like, they're plus 165 in some books, plus 185 um, to get in the top four. And it's almost the same thing. They did great business in the offseason. And today, they look, those three new additions I mentioned Jesus earlier, mentioned Vinchenko and uh, William Saliba, who came back from loan uh, from France, who was the best young player, best young uh, player in the French league last year at 21. As a central or center back, they, all three of those guys were excellent in today's match. They won on the road, which are still in years past. You know, whether they're the better team, they didn't find a way to win on the road. They were up 1-0. They were getting beat up a little bit late in the game. They get a goal off a, off a little transition the other way. And that's like they're doing that. That was one example of something they have to do all year that they haven't done very much in recent years. So I like what they showed today. I like what their new guys bring. I think they've got a lot of young uh, talent that has emerged in recent years, and those guys are really coming at their own. That said, they're the ones that are plus 60, 165, plus 185. And you look at where Chelsea is. Chelsea is going to try to do more business, though, guys. That's why I go back to the transfer window. Um, There, I think, a lot of places, minus 165 to be in the top four. And then Tottenham is the other team that's favored to be in the the top four. It really is a three-horse race for those final two spots. And the top four is critical, those Champions League spots. And if you're going to give me those numbers, even with the bias, I'm all in on Arsenal being one of those top four teams. I do think it's going to be Tottenham in the end of the outside looking in. Because I think Chelsea is going to do more business. Tottenham's already done their business, and it's, it's been very good as well. Um, I think Chelsea's got a little more money to throw around. They do still have some talented guys. They're going to make some plays. And we'll see how these numbers change in the next three weeks as the transfer window Window closes. But ultimately, I like Arsenal at that plus money, again, relative to, I think it's going to be a really tight race between those three. And if you're going to lay that type of juice with the other two teams, it just doesn't make as much sense to me. If you're going to do it, wait till Chelsea gets through their transfer window. Their number may go down, may go up a little bit, may hit minus 180. If you really want to be aggressive, go ahead. You may have a better feel that they could do it. Um, but I, I like the fact you are getting plus money with Arsenal, which I think is one of the four best teams in this league. We'll prove that come next night.
3: Dallin, you got a couple of golden boot bets in as well, one that you'll be rooting for hard since you are an Arsenal fan. But uh, talk us through those. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, like, uh, I, I really think what's about this more just, again, this is kind of like I'm throwing some long shots out there because mm-hmm. um, I don't like what I would tell you. The listeners are Erling Holland right now, is the favorite, that the guy I already mentioned that came over um, from, from Bruce Dorman, one of the best young strikers in the world. He's going to get goals, but to win the win in the first year in the Premier League, and, that, and when you come over as a striker, that award, that just doesn't really happen. And I just don't think he's going to be able to do that. And, again, they're going to play differently. It's a very physical league. It's a difference. And even when you're playing in Germany, there are many teams in that league that they can or Dortmund could just roll through from a talent standpoint. It's not as easy when you look at the Premier League. So I think he's not going to be the guy that's going to win this thing. Mo Salah is a deserving favorite. He's second favorite in a lot of books, and he, he won um, shared the award last year. Uh, Liverpool's great striker. He, he's a good bet at this, too, without a doubt. Um, but in terms of other long shots, I do like Gabriel Jesus at 10-to-1. Um, the one that I, I was surprised if he was a 14-1 was Hunman Song, the, who won last year, who's one of Tottenham's uh, strikers, one of the most underrated players in the world. Um, South Korean is an absolute legend in that part of the world, but in the rest of the world, I feel like we just underappreciate how good he was. And last year he got a piece of that, this very award, and he's come back with a Tottenham team that's going to have one more year with Antonio Conte under their belt. He doesn't, He mean, as long as he stays healthy, he's the guy that I going to be in that race. Him and Harry Kane are one of the best partnerships in, in world soccer in terms of strikers that feed off each other and how they play. Uh, so I think if you're looking for, again, a little bit of a long shot, a Sal is probably the best bet in terms of just in terms of a guy that's going to be there and can win the award. But I like a couple long shots. I like Son and, and Jesus to throw it in there as well. But I would not be on Holland just because, like I said before, it just doesn't seem like he, he's going to be able to get this done at that level. And if he's the favorite, I just don't agree with that.
3: You can find him on Daily Wager amongst other ESPN programming over there on the Twitter machine at Dallin Cuff. He is, in fact, Dallin Cuff. Thanks for joining us, buddy.
5: Anytime, guys. Enjoy it.
3: So, so, uh, Kyle Gibson. Yeah. No. uh, 18 faced. 18 retired. No no base runners there so far. So, just something to. History on Apple TV. Just. Something to, to take a look at if you, if you got you some Apple TV out there. Primetime Action coming back.
0: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.